This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. The leaders of the church here decided it was an underserved subject, the subject of the Holy Spirit. So they came up with eight, somewhere around eight different top topics pertaining to the Holy Spirit. We're down toward the end. I'm second to the last. There'll be one more after this one. But my specific subject is to address being filled with the Holy Spirit. What that means, what it is, and what we should use with that, use that for in our lives. Now the one passage that keeps coming back for everybody that's had these subjects is Acts 2.38. Because that's a passage that addresses us being filled with that Spirit and receiving that Spirit through baptism into Christ. We can read there in Acts 2.38, it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? What does that mean in our lives? What does that do for us? Can we be filled with the Spirit as they did? so many years ago. You know, it's important to understand if we've obeyed the gospel and baptism, we've received that gift. We have it, it's in us, and it's a part of us. And it's not going away unless we choose for it to. Whether for lack of knowledge on the subject or for tradition or for whatever reason, I think this is an underserved subject. I really do. It's never been overlooked totally, but I know personally I've avoided the subject because I just didn't have the knowledge of it. And when we think about this, think about the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit we leave out one-third of the Godhead. One-third of what we supposedly follow. You know, we never call 66.66% of anything good enough, do we? And that's why I think the leadership here has decided this is a subject that needs to be addressed. I'm placing no blame on anyone. I, they call on me to speak about once a month, and I've never addressed the subject. Yeah, if there's any subject out there that I've avoided more than this one, I, I just haven't. Because this is a subject that's been shrouded in mystery to me, but I think through the studies that we've had, we've sort of unveiled some of these things. So let's talk about being filled with the Spirit for a little bit this morning. It's a topic that has many descriptions. The apostles were filled when they performed miracles. They were filled when they spoke in tongues. And we find other examples of people being filled when they're simply joyous. And finally, we find others who were filled when they faced some pretty extreme adversity. In all of these situations, we find that people were filled with the Spirit to address these issues or to experience these feelings or emotions. And today, I believe all of these individuals were filled with the same Holy Spirit and to the same extent that we can be today. Now let that sink in a little bit. The same Holy Spirit to the same extent today. So bear with me. When something is full, then it's full. It cannot receive any more. It's running over if it goes past full. They were full and we are full. You can't fit any more in when it's full. So as they were filled with the Spirit, we can be too. 
Now, when we talk about miraculous gifts, we're talking more about a role that specific individuals played, and they were given these gifts to perform those roles. We're not called on to do those exact things. Why do you think that uh, God gave them these miracles to perform? They were to profess Christ in his coming. And certainly if we saw those same things, we would be amazed, just like they were in that day. And it helped spread the name of Christ through doing those things. But that's not the role we're called to do. But it makes no difference because we receive that same Holy Ghost that they did in that day. They were presented with a a specific challenge and those things were fulfilled. But it was the same Holy Spirit. We just weren't given the roles and have the need for those specific gifts. Starting in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 8 through 10, we find where these gifts went away. It says, Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, that being Jesus, then that which is in part shall be done away. We don't have the need for those things. Those things took their place. They served their purpose. And so as we look at those things, that's not what we're looking for when we're talking about being filled with the Spirit. We're not talking about those things. But that Holy Spirit or those things that, that were known to be a part of the Holy Spirit had their purpose and they took their part. But the Holy Spirit is still with us. It's not going anywhere, and it's not done away with. This passage doesn't teach that. And I would even go so far to say the Holy Spirit without those things is just as important as it, today as it was when it did impart miraculous gifts. It's just as important in our lives. In 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13, it says, And now about a faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Now, this is what we have to have to spread the gospel and model ourselves after. Faith and loving God and his son who died for us. Hope for something better now and for things to come. And love for God and our fellow man. These are the things that are expected of us. And these things are not less important because they're not miraculous. They're extremely important. Is our being filled with the spirit less important because it isn't? Because its fruit isn't miraculous? We're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. What is that fruit we're talking about there? Fruit is the product of the Spirit. In Galatians 5 and 22 we see, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And when we're filled with the Spirit, these things are manifested in our lives. They come out in us when we have that spirit, when we're filled with that spirit. And these are the very things that come to mind when we think of living a Christian life. You know, Paul wrote about praying for the Colossians to be filled with the spirit. In Colossians 1, verses 9 through 10, it says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in knowledge of God. When we're filled with the Spirit, these things are manifested in our lives, and they come out. You know, that's what we pray every day, that we might live a life that God would have us to. 
And being filled with the Spirit allows those things to come out in our lives. And these are the very things that come to mind when we think of living the Christian life. You know, this passage in Colossians mentions knowledge twice. So you would look for where that knowledge might come from. Where would we find that? We'd find it in the Word. And it's understandable that at that time, they didn't have a Bible, did they? They didn't have the Bible. So where did the Word come from for them? In Titus 1, verses 2 and 3, it says, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandments of our Lord and Savior. You know, they received the word through preaching. So how much easier is it for us to receive the written word? We have everything we need at our fingertips. And these individuals had to hear it, someone actually preach it to them. And if you want to be filled with the Spirit, like I know we all do, then study the Word. Because that's where it's going to come through, and that's where we're going to grow that Spirit within us. As knowledge increases, the fruit of the Spirit will be manifested in your life, and you'll walk as God would have you to walk. You know, there are so many things in this world that are discouraging to us. And we look at what we're expected of us to live the Christian life, and sometimes it seems impossible. But through his word, we're able to do those things, and we're able to accomplish the things that God would have us to do. In John 15, verses 1 through 5, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye accept ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. This is being filled with the Spirit. God is over all We are in Christ as our Savior, and the spiritual fruit we bear is purged or taken so that we might produce even more fruit. And when we're filled with the Spirit, this is a continual process. It's a process that keeps occurring in our lives. And how are we filled with the Spirit? Through the Word. Now let's look at some examples of being filled with the Spirit that we can read from from passages that we've, we've always heard. In Luke 1, verses 41 and 42, here we read of of, uh, Elizabeth being filled with the Spirit. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Here Mary comes to Elizabeth, you know, just like any time. When she hears her coming and she gives a salutation, she may have said hello, she may have said hi. We don't know what she said, but there was some salutation there. And when Elizabeth heard her voice, it immediately brought good things to mind. So Elizabeth, as soon as she heard that voice, she's filled with that Holy Ghost. So then what happened? She started healing people and talking in tongues and all of these things? No, that's not what she did. She heaped blessing on Mary. She showed love. She showed joy. She showed peace and long-suffering. Those are the fruits being filled with with the Spirit and those being manifested in her life. 
That's the feeling she had toward Mary. Someone that she knew, someone that she cared for, someone that she loved. And those fruits came out in her when she heard her, just by hearing her voice. In Acts 13, verses 49 through 52, And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of the coast. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came into Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Oh, my goodness. You have them faced with adversity. Faced with adversity. And what happened? They were filled with the Spirit. And those things came out of of them in their lives. What had happened here is was they went and Paul, of all things, went to the Gentiles and, and spoke to them and told them they had the opportunity for salvation. Now, knowing what we know about the Jews, do you think that was a very popular message? The Jews looked on the Gentiles as if they were dogs. They couldn't stand them. And now you've got somebody preaching that God could, could actually favor or look down on these people and see them is worthy of salvation? That's what happened here. And so when the Jews heard this, it spread throughout there, and they all took, took up and raised perse- against, persecution against Paul and Barnabas, and they banished them from the coasts. Yet when they arrive in Iconium, pa- talking to Paul and Barnabas, the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Ghost, even in a time of persecution. They were filled with the Spirit, weren't they? And they didn't care what man might do to them. They were glad to see Paul and Barnabas. And they celebrated that thing. And the love and the things that they were expected of them came out of them. And that fruit was manifested in their lives, even in times of tragedy. That's what we're talking about, being filled with the Spirit. To be able to accomplish these things, even when it seems that it might be hopeless. Being with the Spirit also brings boldness into our lives. And I think that's important, especially today. When we look across and we see that some of the things, if we see persecution in, in Christians, whether it be a small amount or a large amount, we see that and we're discouraged by that. But when we have the Spirit and we're filled with it, we have boldness in our lives and we're, we're bold with the message of Christ. In Acts 4 and 31, it says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. They were filled with the Holy Ghost, just like it says. And what did they do with it? They spake the word of God with boldness. And building the Holy Spirit within you through the word increases the fruit manifest in your life. And makes you bold and confident in speaking this word. Now, jumping back up uh, in that same chapter in verses 7 and 8, it says, When they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter with the Holy Ghost said unto them, You rulers and people and elders of Israel. He's talking about people that could control his life. They could put him in prison. They could have him killed. And he's speaking with boldness before these people. How can he do that? It's because he was filled with that spirit and those things were coming out in him. Was it a miraculous thing? No, it was through confidence and boldness. Through the Holy Spirit and through knowledge of the word. Skipping to verse 10, it says, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. So what is happening here is they had performed a miracle. They had healed this man. And those Jews came to him and said, by what name do you do this? What in the world? How can you do this? You're doing this stuff out here. By what name are you doing it? And these individuals, they had the power to imprison them, to put them to death. And what did he say? By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified. He convicted them, didn't he? He convicted these individuals. That man that you put to death is by the name that I do this. And he has brought this man and made him whole. And you killed the man by which I do this. That's bold speech, isn't it? That's very bold speech. You know, oftentimes in our country, bold speech isn't a big deal. We say what we want, and it doesn't matter who it's against. We even speak against our government, don't we? And we do that openly and freely, and we're happy to do it. We have laws protecting our speech even when it's against the government. We've got laws protecting us. We don't have any fear, do we? Peter had no such protection. He had no protection. He was at these people's feet telling them what they had done wrong. And he did it with boldness. And he did it with confidence because he knew what he had to say was right. Yet he, as he was filled with the Holy Ghost, he spoke boldly against them and he preached Jesus. And I'm telling you today, you can have this boldness and confidence in your life. And the fruit we strive for can be manifested in you with the help of being filled with the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 24 and verse 25, we read there, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we, live the, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. You know, we don't just study these things so that we, have, we read something else on the page, do we? We know about the Holy Spirit. And the things that we've studied over the last few weeks, they've been helpful. But it's not enough just to know about them. We've got to live in that way. And take that confidence that we gain through the Word and through the Holy Spirit to guide our lives and to know that those things can be manifested in us. No matter what we face in this life, the Holy Spirit can, can help us through those things and can help us uh, live an active life that God would have us to live. If we have that life in the Spirit, let those things be manifested in your walk. Go boldly. We know these things. We study these things. We read these things. We know the life that we want to live in service to God. And we can perform these things and do them with the Holy Spirit. Be bold and confident in your service to God and allow yourself to be filled with that Spirit. As we've seen through our study this morning, those things are achievable. We can do those things. And I know this has been a short lesson. Like I said, I had tons and tons of notes and I looked down and I didn't even, ever even address this subject. But I think it's, it was very time, it was well worth the time. Because what does being filled with the Spirit mean? You know, we read over those things, we see them in passages. What does it actually mean? It means we're filled with that Word. And the product of that Word is the fruits of the Spirit that God expects us to be manifested through our lives. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard, or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com 
or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.